Hello everyone and uh, thanks for downloading our podcast. You're listening to episode 7 of Let's Talk Touchdowns with me, K. Ryan Hines, and Birmingham's most attractive Saints fan, uh, Morgan Edwards. You flatter me, sir. You flatter me. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, now, as you've all heard in the previous episode, we um, don't think for you the crowd on Let's Talk Touchdowns. Uh, we are joined by another guest, a friend of mine called Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, not bad, mate. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we've got to have a, a Packers fan on once at least. Ooh, a Packers fan. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, bad week to uh, to to make my debut on the yeah. podcast. As you say, it would have been good. one of the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, literally like <laughs> four and one now. So you could have picked any of those games to, yeah. to join us. But um, obviously, yeah. you know that's in reference to the Buccaneers' victory against the Packers, thirty-eight points to ten. So yeah, what do you make that of that was... one, Ben? Uh, well, it was. They started off so well as well. I mean, we were tending up in the first quarter, first quarter, moving the ball at will, mm. and then you know. Rogers threw the pick six, which is, I mean, I suppose it was, it was his first interception of the year, so you can't, yeah. can't be too bothered about that. But then the game just completely turned. Um, we couldn't get anything going. We were dominated on uh, the line of scrimmage, just couldn't get the run game going. Um, and then as soon as we fell behind and we had to come out throwing the ball, um, the pass rush could just tee off on Rogers, And it was just just a long afternoon, I think, after the first quarter. I think it was like 57 yards total, something like that, mm. that we managed to get. So it was, it was a long, long day. It was it was looking hard as well because um, the Packers are known for their pass protection um, in terms of like the amount of time Aaron Rodgers has in the pocket. They're one of the best in the league, or used to be one of the best in the league. And the Bucks aren't exactly known for their pass rushing, so it was really it was really different. Yeah, I just I think the offensive line through the first five, well, the first four weeks of the season before that had been like, brilliant. We'd run the ball yeah. really well, um, and it looked like something we'd improved on a lot because NFC Championship game and in the regular season last year against the 49ers, um, it was similar to Sunday where it was just um, just no time to throw completely under pressure every single drop back um, but it seemed as if we'd sorted that out um, yeah it just kind of seemed out as well in the third quarter Batsiara going down and yeah. one thing led to another it kind of seemed to me as um, as an impartial fan I'm not sure, even sure if I can call myself impartial as a Saints fan with the Buccaneers in the same division but it kind of seemed that the Packers just couldn't get going you know, yeah. it's like barely any mm. mention of Aaron Jones. I don't even know if he was playing, to be honest. I heard him um, towards yeah. the start. Well, but, sorry. Yeah, that's all I heard of him. I heard him towards the start of the game, and that was about it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. They uh, definitely well, struggled. Gone, Tampa, I mean, their run defense is, well, I think it is the best in the league, mm. Um, mm. statistically, in terms of yards allowed. And then as soon as we fell behind, we obviously we had to come out throwing. So I think it was a quiet week for Aaron Jones, but. We sort of knew that anyway, I think. But with Devante Adams came back this week, I thought we'd managed to get enough offense going. But clearly mm. not. Yeah, I, I mean... had a really weird dream that um, Devante Adams left the um, left the Packers, and I was like, why, why would they do that? But it was like such a realistic dream. I was like, surely this isn't real. Where would he go? Where did he end up? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was at like the Cowboys or something. Oh, Christ. Definitely not the Cowboys. Um, we'll chat a little bit more about the Cowboys later on because that was one of the predictions for the week that uh, that Kay chose for us to predict. Um, we'll just move swiftly along now into, I reckon, my favourite game of the week, which was the uh, the Titans-Texans match. That was a 42-point victory to 36 points scored by the Texans. Uh, the Titans now 5-0. and What do you guys make of that one? Uh, I, I didn't realise the Titans would... Oh, I didn't think the Titans would be a five and team. They just from the offset. I know they're a good team, but just because mm. they, um, who did they beat last week? Was it the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, it was the Chiefs, wasn't it? Five and zero. If you ask me, Titans would be five and zero at the start of the season. The, the, no, I think it was the Bills they beat in week five. Oh, was it the uh, Bills? Yeah. Mm. But, oh yeah, of course it was. I think we got mixed up because yeah. obviously the the Chiefs and the Bills played this week, didn't they? Um, yeah, but played we'll, on. Yeah, this, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll chat a little bit about that a little no, bit I, about um, that later. Go on, Ben. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the Titans. Uh, they obviously it was a bit came out of nowhere a little bit last year with Tannehill becoming the starter to get to the AFC Championship game. But mm-hmm. I think um, I think they were a really really good side. I mean, 
Tannehill, since he started last year, he's the highest rated pass from football. Um, I read the other day, 119, better than Mahomes, better than Jackson, better than everybody. And obviously bad. Derek Henry as well, rushing for, you know, I think he's the leading rusher in the league already this season. He was the leading rusher in the league last season. Mm. Good defence. I think um, I think this week against the Steelers is a is a huge game for the AFC playoff picture. Yeah, that is massive, actually. And um, I think I, I was saying last week, wasn't I, Kay, that the Titans just seemed complete. And, you know, they've got their yeah. offensive weapons back in, like, AJ Brown, for example. And they kind of replicated that this week, although it was a bit more difficult um, game for them with, with Texans scoring 36 mm. points. And I think they lost the lead at one point, didn't they? And then they, they kind of managed to regain yeah, yeah. it. But Derek Thanks Henry. Derek Henry. Yeah, he had a <laughs> day. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah, it? I had a field day. Literally 260 odd yards, something like that, wasn't it? And um, it's absolutely insane. And we've got an interesting fact from our fantasy league. They send us uh, some good facts for us to show, uh, let you guys know at home. And it was um, Derek Henry has had three 200 plus plus rushing yard games, and the rest of the players combined in the NFL have had three. So there's only like a combined three other players in the league that have had 200 plus rushing yard games, and he, and he's had three himself. That's just insane. Are the other two um, Adrian Peterson and Frank McCoy? I don't know, but that sounds about yeah, right. Peterson yeah, must be one, yeah. surely. Yeah. 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 He, um, I want to talk about the Lions offence in a minute, but um, I was actually surprised by Deshaun Watson here. Like, that's the kind of um, quarterback the Texans have been needing. They just hasn't been leading their offence um, to this point. I know they've won one, but they're on a 1-5 record, and that's kind of... I wouldn't have um, thought they'd be 1-5 mm. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they'd struggle this season, especially with the the Hopkins being traded away to Arizona. Yeah. It's the one of the worst trades, I mean that I can remember. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't understand that at all. No, but still, like you say, an offense with Deshaun Watson at quarterback should not be one and five. No, no, definitely, definitely not. And obviously, that loss of DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it's going to be massive. And we'll chat about the impact that he's had on the Cardinals later on when, when we chat about that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Titans are on five and zero, and they they're part of that three team club at the minute that are undefeated with with the Steelers and the Seahawks. Obviously, the Seahawks are on bye this week. Um, so let's talk about the Steelers game then. So that uh, they beat the Browns thirty eight points to seven, and they're on five and zero. The Browns Browns are on four and two, so that's a respectable start for them mm. as well. What do you guys make of that one? Um, I, I I thought it was. I mean, the biggest game the Browns have played in years. You know, sitting at four and two. Um, you know, really feeling confident about this season, and I think. Obviously, they got battered week one by the the Ravens mm. in their division as well, the AFC North, and I just think it's highlighted really how far away they are from being true contenders in the AFC, mm-hmm. um, especially in their own division because it is um, probably the toughest division in football. Mm-hmm. But still, I think the Arrows playing up for Cleveland. I think you know Baker Mayfield wasn't uh, fit, hundred percent. I don't think which. No. He probably shouldn't have started. I think his ego maybe got in the way a little bit there, mm-hmm. but yeah. I still think Cleveland are trending in the right direction. But again, I think the Steelers are a, a, a real Super Bowl contender. Yeah, Steelers are just quite mad at the moment. They um, their offense is obviously crazy, and their defense is really showing out. And that's what surprised me most because we know about their offense and the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, James Conner, and um, Ben Roethlisberger. But their defense has been one of the strongest in the league, and it's um just a kind of a testament to their training I guess and mm. um, just kind of having faith in their players yeah I mean they had one of the best defenses last season as well didn't they because they they were so yeah. short on talent yeah, in terms of the offense yeah and they I think that's the only thing they had going for them obviously because Big Ben was out last year wasn't he um, mm, for I think quite the, a lot of the season yeah I think the Steelers have got a good knack for finding wide receivers though in, like in Claypool for example he's been phenomenal these oh, last yeah. two weeks he's been absolutely yeah, going off yeah uh, the, the some of these wide receivers that were drafted this year, though, obviously before the draft, we, we were all told it was going to be a historic wide receiver class and mm. certainly has lived up to the billing so far. You know, you've got Ruggs, uh, you know, with uh, the Raiders, Jerry Judy with the Broncos, mm-hmm. um, Claypool, obviously, with the Steelers. C.D. Lamb um, from the Cowboys. C.D. Lamb, yeah. Ayuk yeah. got a touchdown for the Cardinals. 49ers at the weekend. Mm. I mean, it's it's um, some of the wide receivers that were drafted this year have been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I'm um, talking about offences that are on fire then. So uh, the Vikings lost to the Falcons, who actually scored a shed load of points and got their first victory of, of, of the season. So that was... A, it's about time. Yeah, 23 points to 40 in favour of the Falcons. Um, that was the first game as well since sacking the general manager and head, head coach. So it showed that the, the difference that that has had with, with getting the first win of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm not sure what to make of the Falcons. I mean, I think Matt Ryan is, I think he's 36 now, something like that. And obviously, they've, they've never recovered from that Super Bowl loss. And I just mm. think it's time for them to start thinking about the future, really. But I, I can see them being too talented of a team to be really at the top end of the draft mm-hmm. but um, obviously far enough down that a lot of the top prospects might miss them by so I think they're in quite a difficult position really but I, th- I think definitely change is coming in Arizona th- not Arizona in Atlanta sorry and uh, yeah with Quinn to. gone and Ryan aging I think uh, yeah they need to change sometime soon The Fal- um, Julio Jones in this game he he returned and was kind of the Julio Jones that they've been missing because he just kind of went off. Um, him and Karen Ridley, they had a good game. Um, mm. Russell Gage as well, he had a good game. Yeah, he did. He's been he's been up and down. He's been quite quiet mm. in previous games, but it was nice to see him um, get get some uh, some some hands his hands on the ball. But I think we're going to jump straight into our touchdowns for the week now. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by Kay Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. I say that because one of my touchdowns for the week is actually uh, one of Julio's touchdowns. Um, I thought I'd uh, slide us into this this feature and I'll just lead the way with one of my contenders at least. I'm not sure if it's my favourite, but that was uh, Julio Jones's second touchdown where Matt Ryan went on bit of a bit of a wander, bit of a run. It's kind of unusual for him and then he just kind of lobbed it over the top of a defender to Julio Jones who just obviously paced it down the wing then and uh, down the sideline and um, made his way to the end zone. So... That's definitely up there as uh, as one of my touchdowns for the week. Uh, what about you, fellas? Um, for me, uh, I definitely think uh, the Tannehill, the Tannehill to AJ Brown, the end of the fourth quarter uh, mm. in that game. You know, they were driving down the field. I think no timeouts. Uh, I think there was six seconds left on the clock, and I thought they were going to spike the ball. I think everybody thought they might have spiked the ball and had one player to take it to mm-hmm. overtime, um, and then caught everyone unawares with the toss to the back of the end zone to AJ mm. Brown. I thought that was. A really big touchdown for them, um, and obviously, I think going into overtime, as soon as they got the ball first, it was uh, it was game over. Yeah, yeah, it was, and um, that's kind of the definition of a two-minute drill. You start on your own end zone, or way back there, and you just kind of move the ball constantly and quickly in the two minutes because you don't get um, many breaks back around then unless you have timeouts. Mm. So that was mm. um, really impressive by the Titans, to be fair. Well, what was your uh, touchdown for the week then, Kay? Is between both of Derek Henry's touchdowns mm-hmm. um, because they were long yeah. and they were um, the first one was around 80 90 yards mm-hmm. then the uh, second one in overtime I was um, again another like mad rushing touchdown from Derek mm-hmm. Henry and just it, no one can stop him they you, you try to um, like three man him and you, you just get nowhere he's he's absolutely he's insane just a beast isn't he yeah, yeah so i think it's why them yeah it really is he's he's massive as well so there's just yeah. no there's no chance i yeah. think it has to be um one of those two i'm not sure which one though no that's that's completely fair i think my favorite one was probably derrick henry's you know go ahead 94 yeah. yard rushing touchdown but i, th- I thought i'd save that one for uk so i went with the uh with the Julio <laughs> yeah, did, one you, did the... you already know i knew you were gonna get yeah i knew you're gonna go that derrick henry i love one. derrick henry i love derrick henry <laughs> Although to be fair, one of the other contenders for me was uh, Will Fuller's fifty-three yard catch. Uh, literally, that was what, nice. two that plays was nice. after that Derek Henry touchdown. Yeah, um, for, yeah. for the Texans to come back, so that was a that was pretty impressive. How nice was um, Kyler Murray's last night, though? You know, the, the I think mm. it was eighty-two yards, maybe to yeah. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Just looks effortless as well. And the next thing you know, well, well over the top. I mean, the Dallas defense is a bit of a shambles, but still, <laughs> was really nice. Just effortless throw from yeah. Murray. Yeah, definitely, man. The Cardinals' offense is is having a field day at the minute, particularly against the woeful defense that is uh, that's on the on the Cowboys. And again, we'll, we'll we've mentioned this quite a few times. I think it's quite a big feature yeah. of, of this week, but we'll, we'll talk about um, that again on, on on our predictions for the week later on. But now we're just going to jump straight back into some of the other games. Bengals took the Colts almost to the to the wire, didn't they? So Colts beat the Bengals thirty one points to twenty seven, makes the the Colts four and two. Bengals still only one win in the season for them. So um, what what do you guys think of that one? Um, I think Joe Burrow is kind of showing that he's 
not one of these quiet QBs, not like um, Josh Rosen where, you know, he's not put into a great team, obviously, but he's not mm-hmm. put into um, a terrible team. And um, he's not just going to go quietly. He's um, sticking it to um, the people because was it last uh, last week at the books? Um, he stuck it to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple no, of no, ago, that was um, was that was Justin Herbert, wasn't it? I think was that Justin. Herbert? Oh yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert. Mm. They're all the same to me. I can't, I can't <laughs> keep up with them. But, um, <laughs> I quite like him. I quite like him. Yeah, so, he's decent. Yeah. It was a good game. Uh, Philip Rivers still showing as well that he's he's not going quietly either. So. Mm. What about you, Ben? Yeah, you I, think for, I think I think. For the Bengals, I think the wins and losses this season are pretty inconsequential. I mean, it's all about mm. developing Burrow and seeing what they've got in Burrow. And I definitely think um, he's got it. Well, you know, whatever it is, you know, his, his presence, yeah. um, his leadership. He's, I just think he's, I think he's a fantastic prospect for the future. Um, I think the Colts. I mean, I think obviously they're up against it in that division against the Titans. But um, if they've got any chance, Philip Rivers on Sunday was the quarterback that they need him to be. You know, mm-hmm. the first few weeks of the season, he was too inconsistent, too many interceptions. Um, and Frank Reich, I think, well, uh, defended him in the week uh, after a lot of criticism he had against the loss to uh, the Browns, I believe it was. Mm. Um, but he definitely answered the call there, especially the second quarter. I think he had something like 240 yards and three touchdowns in the mm-hmm. second quarter alone. So I think it's nice to see him uh, rolling back the clock. Yeah, it's not bad for an oldie. <laughs> not bad for an oldie at all. Um, that was the Colts' first win after trailing by 21-plus points since 2003. So I think definitely uh, Philip Rivers is, is the guy that, that they want there at the minute. Yeah, he is a, he's proven to be a decent replacement for Andrew Luck. Mm, definitely. And um, what you were saying, Ben, as well, about... Uh, Burrow being a good prospect, like when do these quarterbacks ever do that well in their first season? You know, like, it's always the second season where they where they come good. And I think, like, take Kyler Murray for example, Lamar Jackson the previous year. So I, I definitely think agree with you that uh, Burrow is is a big prospect for, for the future. I'd like to talk about yeah, the, uh, the think... Jets now oh, as well. Yeah, I'd like to talk about the Jets because um... <laughs> do the Jets still suck by any chance, Kay? I think the Jets actually suck, but yeah. that game was a bit of a, um, a bit of a melt to be honest because. I think both teams were like um, three of 26 on third down conversion. So Jeez. out of 26 um, third down conversion attempts, they both teams only um, managed to convert on three times, three separate occasions. And Ooh. if that doesn't just go to show you how bad both teams are, <laughs> one's on three and three, one's on zero and six. Um, <laughs> it's intense. I think the only positive... From both there is that it was on at the same time as the, the Packers Bucks game and the only yeah, two games yeah. on, so I don't think anyone actually watched it. <laughs> no, literally, like I was watching it on Red Zone, so obviously flicking between the two matches. And when I went to mm-hmm. sleep, I think it was uh, 21 points to three. I woke up thinking, oh, yeah, you know, the Dolphins must have scored some more points. It's 24 to three. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's a good job I didn't stay up and watch the, uh, the second half of that game. It was a shot out, wasn't it? Was it twenty-one? Not twenty-one-zero. Did they get? Did they even get three points? Uh, twenty-four. Yeah, uh, I think it was twenty-four-zero. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. It was twenty-something-zero at least. Mm, <laughs> yeah, they just completely blew out the Jets. Yeah, I mean the Jets suck. They are on zero and six. I say it every week, but it's got to be said, Kate. It's got to be said. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're <laughs> what just would you? What What do you think about Donald? Obviously, the Jets looking like they're going to have the number one overall pick. Mm. Um, what do you think there? I mean, I don't think. Even if they like Darnold, I surely don't think they can pass on Trevor Lawrence next year. No, I think I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because he sat out of the draft this year, kind of hoping he, he wouldn't go to the Jets or something, and now he's still <laughs> going to be going to the Jets next season. I think the issue with the Jets kind of extends beyond Sam Darnold because Joe Flacco is playing. Was it Joe mm. Flacco was playing yesterday yeah. or the, yeah. the other day? And they still look terrible. So I think there's something more than just a quarterback that they need right now. They need some other weapons around him, especially with yeah. Lev Bell gone as well. Yeah, they had Frank Gore yeah. as well, and if you don't, if you can't really perform with Joe Flacco, a good veteran, Frank uh, Gore, a good veteran, is probably a Hall of Famer. Then I don't know what you need because the Jets do genuinely suck in in every aspect. Even that there, there uh, were a lot of turnovers in that game. I remember, but um, I think that's more down to the quarterbacks uh, opposed to the um, defensive sides being better than the quarterbacks. So yeah, I I don't know what it is. It's the same with the Falcons. They need something. Um, fundamental changing. Mm, definitely. I mean, speaking of um, speaking of the Falcons, I maybe I think Donald might be a good potential fit for them if the Jets do. do you reckon? Take Lawrence. That's well, I think if they show. take Lawrence, I mean, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to judge Donald obviously with 
the you know the circumstances around him and the complete mm. lack of talent. But I think if they do move on from him, um, that'd be a good place for him to sit for a year or two behind Matt Ryan. That's not a bad shout. That is not a bad shout. I guess they'll have to see, you know, where where the draft pecking order is with the, uh, you know, because the, the Jets, you know, they might win a game or two. They won't. <laughs> but they can't can start anytime soon. <laughs> if Sam Darnold was was to go somewhere, I think um, Broncos might be all right for him because their quarterback at the moment. I don't know. Drew not, Lock. Yeah, Drew yeah. Lock. He's not. He's not amazing. And um, Sam Donald just needs like a decent team behind him. Mm. And um, any team is obviously better than Jets. And I think the Broncos might be. Uh, the yeah. Well, the Broncos have weapons. I mean, Judy mm. and uh, the tight end Noah Fant, Philip Lindsay, mm. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean, true, true. They've been hit with a lot of injuries, but I can definitely see the Broncos. So I think the maybe. I mean, judging how the defense played as well at the weekend, mm. I think they could just be a quarterback away really from. Yeah. A decent football team. yeah, because they're not really struggling too much at the minute because they, they beat the Patriots 12 points to 18 this week. You know, they're on two and three, but so are the Patriots, you know. So, that, yeah, when was the last bad. time the Patriots were on a losing record? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Has Although, it ever even actually been? <laughs> who knows? I mean, certainly not. I assume not in the Belichick era, but um, oh, we love to see it, fellas, don't we? The, uh, <laughs> we do. the Patriots on a two and three, yeah, they've won enough, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Dolphins and Paying back what sword? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the the Dolphins and the Bills both above them in in the uh, AFC East right now, which is wonderful to see. Imagine a playoff without the, the Patriots. I think this might be one of the years we see it. Mm. I, I'm not sure what's wrong with the Patriots because obviously Cam Newton is an amazing quarterback. But I was thinking about this, and um, I think Bill Belichick might be struggling a bit with mm. a um, a quarterback who's already had already has a play style because obviously when um brady came in he was a mm-hmm. rookie uh quarterback and he could uh, mold him to be whatever he yeah. whatever belichick wanted and obviously that was to be a goat and um he can't quite do that with cam because he's obviously well established he mm. has his own style and um so i think that's kind of where this not struggle well yeah they're struggling this is where mm-hmm. i think it's coming from like um very two different styles that maybe aren't as compatible as people thought or hoped. Mm. I don't know. I can I can see the Patriots uh, being in the wild card picture definitely. I mean, they took Kansas City to the wire without Cam Newton at quarterback. Um, and the Seahawks. And obviously they've not yeah, and, yeah, the and they've not not practiced for two weeks or whatever with the COVID situation. So I I wouldn't rule really out just yet. I mean, obviously I think Belichick is um, you know the best coach in the league. I think that's yeah. mm-hmm. without question. Um, so you know, I think I think they'll be there or thereabouts, but they do need to get something going. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, a couple more games then that we haven't mentioned is the uh, we don't talk about the Ravens that often. I think just it's just a general assumption that they will win and they do win usually. So you know, the Ravens, but they they almost lost this week against the Eagles, which is kind of a surprise. So that was a uh, twenty-eight points to thirty in favour of the Ravens, but it wasn't too easy for Lamar Jackson this week. No, um, Lamar Jackson, he, he was um, getting back to the Lamar Jackson of last season because mm. so far in this season he hasn't had that many runs, but this, mm. this game he kind of went off. He um, had quite a few runs and they were nice runs as well. He got um, quite far. But the Eagles nearly brought it back. They were really close. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Is, um... Go on, Ben, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the Ravens have been... Um... I mean, it sounds ridiculous to say. I think are they, are they the buy it. They five and one, four and one. Five but and one. I, I think, I think five and one without really playing anything like near the best. So I think, um, I think they'll be fine. I think you know they're definitely going to be in the in the thick of the playoff race. Um, but yeah, I do think that this season they've sort of been just fine, really, just okay. But they've definitely yeah. not hit the heights that they hit last season. Kind of cruising, and it's kind of scary for the rest of the league, really. If you're on five and one, and you know your best player isn't really playing at his best, but Ben, you mentioned earlier as well that that division, um, what is it, the AFC North, is probably one of the most yeah. difficult because the Steelers sit on top with that in five and zero, oh, then the Ravens in second with five and one, and the Browns third and four and two. So that's an intense division to be in right now. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, so much of that's obviously going to come down to the Ravens and Steelers game. I think it, I think it's week eight. I might be wrong, but right. Um, obviously a lot's going to come down to that um, in that division but yeah I, I definitely think I, mean, I still fancy the Ravens to win that division I just think they showed last year what they're capable of when their offence gets going and I, I just mm. think they've, they've got too much talent to, to stay sort of stuck yeah. in like the middle gears for long really yeah definitely and um, 
Another team that's on five and one, then the Bears. How on earth are the Bears on five and one, guys? <laughs> you know, I I think it uh, I think it's quite obvious that it's Nick Foles. You know, it's it's Nick Foles. He's You're doing right. it. So obviously, uh, he beat he he and the 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 Bears beat the Panthers at sixteen points, uh, twenty three points to sixteen, I should say. Um, Chicago are three and zero on the road for the first time since two thousand six. So have we got to consider them as Super Bowl contenders? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I'm not sold either. No, me neither. <laughs> uh, it'll be really, really lucky if they get there. But mm. I, I just can't see it. Can't see it personally. Yeah, I don't really understand how they've managed to get to five and one. I don't think anyone. Has. I mean, fair play. I mean, five and one's five yeah. and one. I mean, it's not yeah. easy to get to five and one, but I just think. Um, their defense is really getting back to where it was a couple of years ago. In when mm. you know the double doik season when they made the playoffs and were eliminated yeah. in hilarious fashion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the defense is playing really well. Akeem Hicks is a big one for them. I think he was injured a lot of last season. I think he's um, definitely you know it takes some of the pressure off Khalil Mack as well. And I just think mm-hmm. you know it's a very very good defense. And I think as long as Nick Foles just doesn't turn the ball over and as long as they can run the ball. Um, I think, yeah, they might stick around for a while. Yeah, maybe we shall see. Um, Kay, you, you said you wanted to talk about the Lions-Jags game. Go for it. Um, yeah, it's it was a weird one because... Uh... It was 16 points to 34 in favour of the Lions, wasn't it? Um, Jags now on one of five, Lions on two and three. What was it, Kenny Galladay? He's back. Mm-hmm. Um, back for a few weeks now. DeAndre he... Swift went off. He did. Oh yeah, that's why I wanted. I was. I forgot why I wanted. Yeah. To talk about it. But it was because of the uh, running back trio. So you have Kerryon Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and um, Trayvon Swift. Or, DeAndre, I DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah, that's the yeah. One. They absolutely went off. They just took it to the Jags, and um, it was absolutely mad just to see the amount of talent. Like Adrian Peterson, obviously, is just a goat, and um, even now he's shown that he. Is one of the best running backs still in the league, mm. and it was just kind of mad because the um, they all got a touchdown or two, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Swift got um, two touchdowns in this match for mm. sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure AJ Peterson got one. Yeah, as I think well he did. The, uh, line scrimmage, so it's really good to see. To be fair, what'd you make of that one, Ben? Yeah, it was nice to see uh, Swift have a good game because I think mm. week one of the season he dropped. Uh, a touchdown pass which is just one of the easiest oh, passes yeah, you'll ever course. see um, yeah. to cost them the game against Chicago so that's definitely a good backfield um, you know with Peterson Johnson and, and Swift um, I think in terms of the Jags I think Minshew Mania is uh, I think that's dead and buried really unfortunately yeah, as much as yeah. I, as much I, I love him as much as uh, yeah which is you know, it's a shame but I think I think we all knew deep down really that he wasn't going to be mm. the long term answer for Jacksonville I think mm. they're going to be Picking up towards the top of the draft again this season. Definitely kind of like a like a Fitzmagic kind of situation, you know, where he was playing fantastically for a few games. I think the opening of last season wasn't he? he was one of the top fantasy yeah. quarterbacks at least. Um, definitely, yeah. I think the hype got a bit too much for for the Jags. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think week one as well they had a big win against the Colts, and mm. everyone thought Colts, um, you know, they'd be a uh, contenders this season. And I think that sort of instilled maybe quite a bit of false optimism really and I think after after that game I think they've regressed to what we thought they were going to be at the start of the season which unfortunately is like one of the worst teams in football mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no doubt they, uh, Jags used their fifth kicker in five games this week did you see uh, oh. they've had five different kickers in the last five games just because of injury I think they've, they've uh, okay. I think Lambo got injured so then the next kicker came in and he got injured, so they cut him. The next kicker came in, he got injured, so they cut him. Because obviously, when you're a kicker, it's, it's a savage world. Yeah, expendable. Yeah, 100%. And um, one final game, then, that I think we haven't mentioned, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, I think I think this, the only one left is the uh, 49ers-Rams game. Um, kind of a dull match. I wasn't really it too was. invested in that. 24 points to 16. I don't really in- like either of those teams, to be honest. Um, you, you don't really like the, Lambs at, uh, the Rams at all. No. Rams are a 4-2, though. So uh, obviously they lost this week to uh, to Jimmy G's 49ers. Um, he's on seven and one in prime time, prime time games as well, which is kind of an interesting stat. No, I, I really can't make my mind up about the 49ers, but mm. and about Jimmy G especially because I mean, like I said a week ago against Miami he was terrible. You know, pass rating of like fifteen, uh, bench midway through the third quarters, and then Sunday night in prime time football he 
was 138 passer rating, three touchdowns, and it, it's like, you know, it's just frustrating, really. But I will say this, I think Kyle Shanahan is um, just an unbelievable offensive coach, I think, cause with all the injuries they had to, they've had to deal yeah. with, you know, Kittle being out, Samuel being out, mm. Mostert being out. Um, I think for them to sort of have, to have stayed competitive in that division, which might give the AFC North a run for its money as the toughest in football, um, I think it's a testament to him. And I think as they get everyone back healthy, I think, they're positioned again nicely for another another postseason run. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think uh, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of that division, won't we? Obviously, with with the Cardinals, we mentioned it. We've mentioned it like four times now. Uh, we'll talk about the Cardinals a little later on in, in predictions for the week. But I think now it's time for us to move on to our next feature, which is what on earth is a down? What on earth is a down? Okay, uh, Kay, take it away. It's your turn to explain a concept to everyone listening at home, so go for it. So uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about what on earth is a lateral. And um, you might have heard this uh, word thrown about if you're watching any of the highlights or um, Red Zone. So basically, a lateral is a sideways or backwards pass, and it's counted as a lateral if it's just not a forwards pass. And a lateral is only really done when it's trick play or whether it when it's close to the end of the match and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a last ditch effort mm-hmm. um one of the most notable experiences of lateral was um in 2018 the miracle of miami where it was the patriots versus dolphins and um miami was down by a touchdown was it yeah it was and, uh, 33 um, points to, to 28 in, in in favor of the patriots yeah and um I can't remember who was the quarterback at that point, but it might be Josh Rosen or someone. Uh, um, I can't remember, was, actually, yeah. It was a while ago. It's magic. Was it? Yeah, yeah was it? that makes sense, was actually. It? Would yeah. it have been? I think so. Maybe. It, it was someone like that, <laughs> yeah. And um, threw it probably about to the 40-yard line, mm-hmm. and um, quick lateral gets to the 30-yard line, quick another lateral. And um, it was amazing because Gronkowski was the last man back. Mm. And he just completely whiffed on the tackle, and then um, yeah. Dolphin scored in uh, when there was like no time left on the clock, and that got them the win. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was kind of like a special last ditch effort. Uh, another notable one was last season with Travis Kelsey. Um, he caught it in the middle of the field and was literally about to get taken down by a defender. The mm. defender was literally on him, and um, Kelsey quickly lateraled it to uh, Tyreek Hill, and. Um, I can't remember if Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown, but he definitely got the first down mm. a lot more. So it's kind of a, a way just to get extra yardage or just hope and pray that um, you get a touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, because like, the rule is, isn't it, that once you're past the line of scrimmage, the place where that where that down starts, you're not allowed to throw it forward. So the pass has to go back, kind of like an offload in rugby where someone's about to be tackled or they've kind of you know, uh, come up against a defender, they'll pop it off or they'll, they'll throw a lateral and just kind of keep the play going, like you said, Kay, to uh, make make the most of the last of the dying seconds yeah. of the match, usually, isn't it? Because you don't really take the risk throwing a lateral, you know, halfway through the game. Cause <laughs> Not really. American football players aren't really used to catching offloads. It's kind of the only... Um, the only time they're accepting to, expecting to receive the ball is from the quarterback himself, so... Yeah. yeah. So you have to be really aware, and especially in the last... Um, that's closing moments for game. You'll probably practice it once or twice a week if mm. you're lucky in practice, but it's not something they um, they really want you to do. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit of a risky tactic, which I don't really understand. They could incorporate it and kind of turn it into a bit more of a rugby vibe. And, uh, that makes you do it see it sometimes with yeah, um, that's something I wonder. and stuff. Yeah. No, that's just, I mean, like the, I remember I've seen the Kelsey to Hill play last year and it, was, mm. it made me think, actually, why isn't it more mm. of a... Featuring an offense, maybe obviously not when you're uh, you're in a close game, something like that. But if you're down heavily or something like that, a bit of a trick career like lateral, I think I'm surprised it's not become more common. Mm. Yeah, true to be fair, because the defense is not going to expect that. That's literally the last thing, especially yeah. when you kind of oh, the defensive backs. Um, kind of mind is set on the quarterback, so he's not looking at the, what what the receiver does in terms of passing the ball. Mm. I think the different, the only kind of difference is with American football and rugby is that obviously in rugby they count forward momentum so if, if you're running down the wing and you pass it to someone on your right or your left it it doesn't matter if it as long as it's backwards from the hands 
it's not count, counted as a forward pass, but the person might be receiving it five meters in front, or you know, five feet in front of where the pass was made. Whereas that isn't the case in in the NFL, is it? It ha- literally has to be. You cannot gain any momentum or any uh, kind of field um, yeah. territory at all through a pass, other than when it's from the quarterback or whoever behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I think that wraps up um, what on earth is a down. Another example where another time where we've talked through a feature or, or a concept for you guys to get a little up to speed with the uh, the complex game that is the American football. Uh, and now that we're going to jump into the final feature, the one where we've been hyping it up all week. Wow, that's a wild card. That oh. is a wild card. You're going to have to justify that. One, I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the package. It's going to be the package. It has to be. There's, it has there's to no be. doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. No, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about I'm that one. No. Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Kay, it was your turn to pick the three games for week six. So how do we get on? It was. Um, so the first game I picked was the Giants versus the Washington football team and the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, boys team Giants finally got their first W <laughs> huh. it, it kind of had to happen otherwise yeah. the Giants would have been equivalent to the Jets mm-hmm. and now I can happily say the Giants are better than the Jets <laughs> and um, so I'm pretty sure I predicted the Giants there and Morgie got the uh, Washington football team yeah I did but I mean Neither team deserved to win that match. It's 20 no. points to 19. Both teams now on 1-5. and five. The whole NFC East sucks. It does. Who did I you mean, go for? You can't say your heart must have been in the house. Yeah, your heart <laughs> must have been in your mouth rather than the final two-point conversion. Yeah, no. literally. Like Kay was in the, uh, in, in the pub watching it. and um, so, Sorry, in the pub when I was watching it at home. And I kind of said to him, oh, yeah, by the way, the, the Giants won. But, I mean, I don't think I watched any of it because I watched Red Zone where they show all the hype, like the most exciting yeah. parts of each match as it's happening i barely saw that game feature at all it was that dull yeah no i, I um i wasn't sure he was going to win that game to be honest like you said there were two poor sides i thought maybe he did give the edge to new york um with i think marginally better quarterback play mm. um than yeah. kyle allen um and obviously Dwayne askins was ill on and you know like smith coming back from injury wasn't what he was mm-hmm. um yeah so i, I Nice to see the Giants get the win, mainly for UK. I was kind of <laughs> glad when that two-point conversion uh, fell short because, I, I mean, unfortunately, I, I can't see many more wins on the schedule. No, there there aren't any other wins on the schedule. <laughs> this was kind of the defining one. Um, Although, to be fair, it's the same division, so you'll play the Red... Uh, no, I was going to say yeah, the Red again. You'll play them again. You mm, could get two victories. I, mean, I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> it, was a, it was such a like, what's your, boring uh, game. What's your thoughts on... Uh, Danny Dimes is, is he the answer? No, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I don't know what the answer is. We lost Odell Beckham, and that was somehow a big loss to us. Like obviously um, Beckham is a really good um, wide receiver, but didn't think it'd be that big a loss for us offensively. And obviously Eli Manning, he got subs uh, for Daniel Jones last season, and or was it the season before? I think it was time. Yeah. yeah. I was sad though because I still like Eli and um, obviously Daniel Jones first year it's never going to be amazing we keep saying this um, rookie quarterbacks if they're amazing their first year you need to sign them up for like a 10 year deal isn't it his second but, year um, this year yeah so um, this oh, is yeah. kind of his year to right I see yeah. I see what you're saying yeah yeah but this is and this especially is his year without all the controversy of well yeah it's just I don't know if he's the answer I'm not sure no I'm not so sure and then obviously so... with Saquon Barkley coming out and um, yeah of course kind of needs like a quarterback to lead the offence I, I just don't think he is that quarterback mm. what was game number two then Kay? Uh, game number two was the Bills versus the Chiefs and um, pretty sure the Chiefs won that 26-17 to 17. Mm-hmm. and uh, who did you go for Morgan? oh for the Chiefs Okay, okay. <laughs> we both went the only one you got right. Yes, yeah, anyone I got right. Yeah. And I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Don't take this one away from me. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty boring game as well. Um, yeah. I noticed neither team um, really threw the ball deep. And that was, I think that's kind of um, both teams saying they respect the opposing team's mm. defence, the long ball defence. And the uh, the weather was atrocious as well, wasn't it, over in, mm. in Buffalo? Um uh, Kansas City rushed for 245 yards in that game, which is the most since any uh, any game since 2012. They must be pretty lucky right now that they've got Clyde Edwards-Helaire in that team. Yeah. Who did you go for, Ben? Um, I, well, I went for the Chiefs. I mean, I think the Chiefs 
I mean, the, the favourites in pretty much any game they play. Um, yeah. Obviously, Mahomes is like, the best quarterback in football. There's no doubt about that. But one thing that just baffled me really was, I mean, the blueprint was out on how to beat the Chiefs from the Raiders. You need to control the clock, run the ball, mm-hmm. um, keep Mahomes off the field. And I was really surprised that uh, Buffalo didn't try and run the ball more with single tree. I think Allen ended up being their leading rusher with 80-something yards. And that really surprised me. I think, obviously, he struggled against Tennessee the week before. So, I think maybe we were trying to get him into a groove early and get his confidence back up with uh, you know, some quick passes. And they took some shots early, but didn't come off. And then after that, it was just a just a scrappy game again. We struggled yeah, with his accuracy, was. which was the main knock on him in his first few seasons, obviously, before the start of this year. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was surprised Buffalo didn't run the ball more. But I think... I think the Bills are fine. I think the Bills are a good team. Um, they'll be going to the playoffs this season, and mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah. they can Alan can get back to how he was in the first four weeks. Yeah, and yeah. I did. I did notice that Alan was running the ball a lot and um, kind of had blockers as well. So they were designed run plays for Alan, and um, that was quite surprising to be fair. Mm. So that makes it um, one for two for me and two for two for you, Kay. So mm-hmm. to complete the home run, then let's do it. Come on, final game. What was it? Cowboys Cardinals and. Um, it was the Cardinals, just it was the Cardinals, uh, thirty-eight to ten. Mm-hmm. Cardinals on four and two, Cowboys on two and four. Mm-hmm. What do you make of it? Well, I mean, the Cowboys suck. I mean, <laughs> Dak Prescott is out. <laughs> R.I.P. My fantasy team. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I kind of thought maybe, may, just maybe, in the same way that when Christian McCaffrey went out, the Panthers started winning games. I was like, maybe the Cowboys might start winning, but I think Andy Dalton looked. Rubbish, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't really bet on Andy Dalton. No. Really. And I think the Cardinals looked excellent, to be honest. Yeah, they did. They really showed out the um, offence and defence. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Morgan. I, I had Dallas um, to win the game purely mm. because I thought, you know, I, I didn't think Dalton was too big of a drop off from that Prescott. Mm. I mean, he started for years in Cincinnati. I thought, yeah, he, of course. You know, I thought he could definitely move the ball uh, in that offence, but he. Yeah, they struggled straight from mm. the start. Really, they were pretty terrible. I mean, we all know the defense is horrendous. Um, <laughs> well, I was I was very impressed with um, I was very impressed with the Cardinals. The amount of pressure they were able to generate on him, especially without Chandler Jones. You know that they still managed. I think mm-hmm. they recorded three sacks, a bunch of hits. Um, you know, Buddha Baker and like the safety was outstanding and interceptional he too. Really was. Um, he got so many sacks. Yeah, and I definitely think, I mean, they're 4-2 and two now in that division. The Rams are 4-2, and two, the Niners are in that division, and obviously the Seahawks are 5-0, and oh, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously seven teams this year, I think that division, seven teams make the playoffs this year, I think that division could put three teams uh, into the playoffs. Yeah. Quite easy. NFC? No, NFC, that's seven, NFC, isn't it? Yeah, NFC, NFC West, West is, uh, is yeah. uh, it's pretty tight over there, and I think, um, I think Andy Dalton kind of looked a bit kind of, caught in the headlights I think that's a product of the fact that he hasn't been training as that number one quarterback like I found that he was often there kind of waiting to throw the ball to someone and just no one presented themselves for whatever reason whether that's his fault or, or not and he just kind of got that sack not because obviously that I think the Cardinals defensive line played extremely well but he definitely seemed I, I thought at least that caught stuck in those headlights kind of waiting for something to happen that just didn't happen for him yeah, I definitely agree. I think, um, obviously, the coach in Dallas knows Mike McCarthy. He was the, the Packers coach for years and won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Mm-hmm. But I think his like, offensive system, really, I mean, one of the things I was reading about when LaFleur took over uh, with us was his system's very uh, complex and it's very sort of old-fashioned in many ways. No, mm. Obviously, he's been away from the game um, for a while and I, I, I'm not pretending to know enough about football to whether it is still you know, a complicated offence and stuff yeah. like that but I just think that could potentially be a factor in the fact that it's his first game as the starter um, maybe that you know complicated matters a little bit yeah maybe so that then uh, makes it one for three for me and uh, three, K three for three for you 100% record you're doing well you know I'd say I'm surprised but I'm not <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah I just want to go back to the Chiefs um, real quick because now sure. they, they've signed Le'Veon Bell haven't they Oh yeah, of course they have. Yeah, from the yes. Jets. And that's a really big signing. Obviously, we were talking about Logan Bell a lot last week, and um, we both really rate him. Mm. But I wanted to talk about um, Edward Lair because he he was running a lot, and he reminded me a lot of um, Kareem Hunt. And I mm. um, was just kind of wondering if that's that's the type of uh, running back the Chiefs look for. 
And um, obviously, I don't know how Le'Veon Bell's going to fit into that system. I don't know, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be um, second, third? Interesting. I think, I think I agree. I think Clyde Edwards-Lear is quite similar to Kareem Hunt. Obviously, Kareem Hunt used to play there before he moved to yeah. the Browns, didn't he? And uh, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is a similar type of player. I think he'll kind of be... The workhorse, I guess, that comes on in on those, you know, short yard gains, kind of leave Clyde yeah. to lay for the bit more fancy Duke um, running around defensive players type matches, uh, type uh, downs or, or plays. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, well, he certainly played as if uh, he knew Leon Bell was, you know, knocking on the on the door behind him. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Bell's probably a little bit better catching the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, it's just another weapon, really, I think. Yeah. They've got an embarrassment of riches in Kansas City, and if, if they can get them all on the field at the same time, and you know, two wide receiver, I mean, two running back sets, and just I, I don't know. I mean, it's the rich get richer really in Kansas City because I think <laughs> with Andy Reid there and Mahomes at quarterback, I think they can uh, really make something of him. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it's not like they exactly needed another running back, but it's obviously just another asset on the offense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Ben, we asked uh, before before we started recording, we asked you to pick the three games for for us to predict for week seven. So uh, fire away! What were they? Yeah, so the first one uh, I've gone with the Patriots uh, and the Forty Niners. Okay. Uh, Kay, I'll let you go first with that one. Who, who are you saying? Patriots and Forty. Tough games this week. Yeah, um, I think it's. Bit easier for me to call because I'm not I'm not convinced by the uh, Patriots at the moment, so I'm gonna have to go 49ers. Oh, okay. Um, that makes my life a little bit easier because <laughs> I was thinking of going the opposite to you, thinking that you were gonna go Patriots, but no, I'll go Patriots. I'm I'm happy with that. Um, it's quite quite nice and easy. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ben? Well, who, who I've, you got, I've, I've I've gone for the Patriots. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think Belichick's gonna lose two games in a row. I think um, with a bit some of that rust off and you know the COVID layoff this weekend, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think the Patriots will come out strong. On yeah, that I reckon. Game. I reckon they'll be they'll be firing all cylinders for that for that game. Yeah, excellent. Uh, what what was game two then, Ben? Uh, I've gone for the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Ooh, that's really interesting. Are you going? For yeah, Morgan? another tough one. Oh, I don't know. Um, you've got to go Seahawks, haven't you? But then it has to be. It... Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm gonna go Seahawks because I do this every week. I, I think there's gonna be an obvious team that's gonna win, and then I change my mind for a stupid reason. But they are in the same division. Um, yeah, big playoff implications. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want to bet against the Seahawks, even if I'd like to say the Seahawks are gonna win that. So I'll, I'll stick with the Seahawks. Yeah, for me, it has to be Seahawks. Like I can't see them losing against the Cardinals. Mm. Um, they haven't had an easy run, obviously. So, and they're five and zero. So, it just has to be um, Seahawks for me. Mm-hmm. Ben, what about you? I've gone with the Cardinals. Um, You're gonna have to I explain think, that one. You know, yeah, um, the Seahawks are gonna lose some time. You know, they're not gonna go unbeaten. I think. You reckon Cardinals? You know, the Cardinals' defense really showed up last night. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still not entirely convinced how good Seattle is outside of mm. Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah. I'm still, I'm not, in, I just, um, you know, I don't think that the, the defence is certainly not what it was, um, you know, a couple of years ago with the Legion of Boom and stuff like that. Mm. And I, I think that, um, I think it should be a good close game. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to go unbeaten. And I think the way the Cardinals defence particularly played last night, I fancy them to maybe cause an upset. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little uneasy about that prediction of, of the Seahawks, but I'm going to stick with it because... I, I, well, I feel like whichever one I choose is going to be the one that loses with the form, <laughs> run of form that I've got at the minute. But um, let's hope I'll, I'll, I'll get some more form back with this uh, with this final game then, Ben. What is it? The game of the weekend, without question, uh, the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, that's Ooh. interesting. Um, Three tough games. Yeah, yeah, really good games. Really tough games. And both teams have to win. Have mm. to, all teams have to win them. Uh, I think building on your point, Ben, of... I was going to say that they have to lose at some point, but both of them are on are on undefeated mm. records at the minute, aren't they? Um, yeah. I like the Titans at the minute. I'm going to go Titans. I, I like what they're doing with their offense. I think their defense is pretty good. I think Butler had quite a quiet game this week, but the week before against the Bills, I think he was phenomenal. So I think he might be one of the men to, that should be able to stop uh, Claypool and Co. So I'm going to go Titans. Uh, I'm I'm really not sure, you know. Um, the Steelers are really surprising me this season um, on offense and mainly defense. But then the Titans—they built the Bills. 
So, oof. who did you go for, Ben? Uh, I've gone with the Steelers. Uh, I think if any front seven can slow down Derek Henry, I think it's it's theirs. Even though Devin Bush tore his ACL at the weekend, and I don't I don't know. I think I really like the Steelers this year. I think they're a very complete side. I mean, so are the Titans. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's it's a really close game. I think it it's definitely um, a game we could see a rematch of uh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But no, I just think that um, the Steelers. I think they've got a better defense, and I just think that the way they've been playing on offense. Uh, I think. Maybe able to get something going against uh, against Tennessee, but again, tough game. What are you saying then, Kay? Come on, Ooh. give us give us a, give us your team. I th- I'm gonna have to go Steelers as well. I think. Yeah, um... it's good, good, good. This is where I'm gonna catch up to you this week. I'm gonna be right, uh, and you're no, gonna get it wrong. No, uh, Steelers are just really strong. Like, but so are the Titans. Yeah, but Steelers defense. I I reckon on offense they're pretty. Um, they're pretty even, but mm. the Steelers' defense is just edging it for me. They've um, they've showed themselves like to be really really good mm-hmm. last um, few or oh, this season, and um, as I said a few uh, couple episodes back, their run defense when they when we were playing the when the Giants were playing the Steelers, they completely shut down um, Saquon Barkley. That's gonna happen again, I think. Um, mm. It doesn't matter that much about their kind of deep ball uh, defense because. Um, Derek Henry is if he's not the main threat he's one of the main threats and mm-hmm. um, if you take that away or at least slow him down I think that's going to be really hard for um, the Titans then yeah definitely yeah. I think that's the key to beating the Titans is isn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100% so um, to wrap up those three games then those three predictions for week seven um, so that one there it was the the Steelers the Titans Um Ben and Kay have both gone for the Steelers and I've perhaps gone a bit out of, uh, out of character and chosen someone different. Actually, that's not true. I'm always going for someone perhaps a bit more radical. But, um, uh, and then the other two games were the Patriots and... Who is it? The Patriots and... The 49ers. Patriots and the 49ers. Excellent. Um, I went for the Patriots in that one. What did you, who did you guys go for? Just remind me. Patriots. 49ers. Nice. And the final game, Ben, what was the other one? I've... Uh, it's, uh, Cardinals Seahawks. Cardinals Seahawks, excellent. Yeah. Um so I went for the Seahawks. I've gone for the Cardinals, Cardinals. gone for the upset. Seahawks has to be. We shall see. Only time will tell. And um find out you should tune in next week, I should say, uh, to find out how we get on with those predictions for the week. Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. I think that wraps it up for episode seven then because we're not really going to talk about fantasy because i lost k did you lose i lost yep. yeah yeah that's all you need to, to know me really no nope. <laughs> um although k and i we are playing each other next week did you notice i did but um i'm gonna lose so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> I, <I'm... laughs> that's all you need to know about fantasy uh for this week so um <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we've been joined by a very special guest, uh, Ben. Thank you very much for coming on. No, cheers. Thanks so much. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, stay tuned to find out how we get on with those predictions for the week. And as ever, we'll have our touchdowns for the week. And um, next week, I reckon, guys, we're going to start talking about the playoff picture. So, uh, so. yeah, thank- closer. we are getting closer. It's never too soon to talk about the playoff picture. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, You've been listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns with me, Kay, and a very special guest, Ben. Uh, We'll catch you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.